The women were leaving the tomb, trembling and bewildered, perhaps thinking, could this really be true? A little like Joseph of Arimathea in our sketch, and this is the key question that we all need to ask. Could the events of Easter really be true? My name's Andy, and it's a joy to share an Easter message with you today. At the start of March 2020, we were asking the question, is this COVID thing real, and will it really affect us? Some were convinced early and were lobbying for quicker action to be taken. Some were not convinced and thought that by the end of March we were all overreacting. As we look back, there's no doubt that COVID-19 is a real thing and it's had an undeniable effect on all of us. On this Easter Sunday, I want to bring you three observations from our Bible reading about the real Easter. What really happened that weekend and why it affects you and I. First up, Jesus really died. Having been crucified on the Friday, our passage starts with when the Sabbath was over and there's been no news to report. So the women, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, who remained committed to Jesus even when many of his disciples had deserted him, did what was normal to do to dead bodies of those they loved. They brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus's body. They respected and honoured him and acknowledged that he really was dead. As they made their way to the tomb on the first day of the week, that was a Sunday, they were asking themselves the question, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? For they were confident that Jesus really had died. When the young man dressed in white speaks to them, he says, you're looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He tells them that Jesus really died. And he goes on to point out, see the place where they've laid him. Jesus really died, and this is made clear by the Gospel accounts. Following his beating, Jesus was already in a critical state and was unable to carry his cross towards the place of his death. Golgotha, before nails were driven through his hands and his feet. On the cross, Jesus would have repeatedly attempted to lift himself up, weight-bearing on his pierced feet and hands, to be able to breathe. But eventually, complete exhaustion would have got the better of him. He would have been unable to breathe in any regular rhythm, and this would have led to a cardiac arrest. When his side was pierced, both blood and water came out. Something medics today tell us is a clear sign he really was dead. There is evidence too from Josephus, a Jewish historian, who reports that Pilate condemned him to the cross. Jesus really died. And he really died because there really was and is a problem in our world. The problem is real and it's bigger than the coronavirus. You could call it a virus of the human heart. Our world is broken and needs rescuing. Because of our broken humanity, our selfishness and our decision not to live God's way, what we might call sin, we're all separated from God. Jesus died to restore us back to God by dying for us. He really died and we really did 
and do need his death. We were really locked out and we really needed a solution. Jesus' death defeats the virus of sin and ends the spiritual lockdown that separates us from knowing him. The roadmap of our spiritual lockdown was rather shorter than the current one. From Friday to Sunday. From death to life. Second observation. Jesus really rose. The woman was still questioning how they would move this stone, which no God-fearing Jew would have attempted to move on the Sabbath, when they arrive at the tomb. But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. This angelic figure, who was somehow inside the tomb, and the stone had been moved. There's two big surprises for the woman here. Firstly, they expected the stone still to be there. For Matthew tells us it had been sealed and had a guard posted outside to prevent Jesus' followers from stealing the body. And secondly, inside the tomb was this angelic figure who was where they would have expected to see the body of Jesus. But he was gone. Can you imagine their emotions? Stunned? Shocked? Scared? Had they remembered Jesus' repeated prediction that three days later he will rise? In a moment of real concern and stress, is it ever helpful when someone says, don't worry, don't be alarmed, don't fear? Well, the words of the angel, don't be alarmed, are followed by our evidence that Jesus really rose. You're looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you'll see him, just as he told you. Jesus really rose. Our passage finishes with the woman left still afraid, trembling and bewildered. It's unclear if the last bit of Mark's gospel, verses 9 to 20, was initially part of the gospel or at what point it might have been added. Perhaps verse 8 is a good point to pause. It leaves us, like the woman, with the question, is it real? Did it really happen? A year on from when lockdown began, we have a vaccination and many are left asking the question, will it work? Will there be enough? Can it be trusted? As the numbers of those injected continues to rise and the effect it has becomes clearer, confidence in the solution is growing. Perhaps the women in our story weren't full of confidence immediately. That's how Mark presents it. But as we read through the Gospels and evidence outside the Bible, we can be confident that Jesus really rose. We can be confident of the efficacy of his dying and of his rising. There is a theme in Mark of faith and doubt throughout the Gospel. I wonder, are you convinced and confident that Jesus really rose? He really did rise. He did go ahead of his disciples into Galilee and they did see him. In fact, on one occasion, according to 1 Corinthians 15, over 500 people saw him.
The Bible records 10 different occasions the risen Jesus appeared to his followers. Jesus really rose and in really rising, he brings a word of hope to us today. Many words of hope. In fact, it's been so good to see some of your words for Easter. Life, forgiveness, hope, restored, renewed, promise. All this is possible because Jesus really rose. Finally, I want you to hear and know not only did he die, not only did Jesus rise, but Jesus lives. He lives today and you can know him. Normally on Easter Sunday, our building here will be full of people who could share with you that Jesus really loves and that they know him. People who recognise that we need saving, that we need forgiveness. And so this Easter, we give thanks that Jesus really died. People who are convinced that Jesus really rose and believe in him. And people who have experienced that he really lives and because he lives, we can know his transforming and life-giving power in our lives. You too can know this today. You too can put your trust in Jesus who died, rose and lives. This is an encouragement for believers in Jesus and it's an invitation for each one of us. Do you acknowledge that the problem is real? That there's something missing in your life? That you, like me, are broken and have sinned and need rescuing. I want to invite you to acknowledge with me today that you need forgiveness. That Jesus really died and he died in your place. I want to invite you to believe, to believe with me that Jesus really rose from the dead. Defeating our sin and death and all things evil. And I want to invite you to confess, confess with me. That Jesus really lives and you want him to live in you. You want to follow him and know him and allow him to lead you. This Easter, know that Jesus really died. That Jesus really rose and that Jesus really lives. Amen.